Hey everyone, another episode of Visionary Focus Podcast. Today we've got like a really, really cool guest. Uh, we've got Ahmed uh, Sadiq, right? Is that how I pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got uh, it. Uh, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, cool. And so um, tell us tell us more about you and what you do, who you are, and a little bit more about your background. Sure. Um, so right now I'm currently um, growing my own marketing agency. I work specifically uh, inside uh, the info product industry right now, and I've been in marketing for the past four years. Um, so uh, all right, long story short, um, started uh, in 2017, um, 20 years, 20 year, it's 20 years old right now. I was 20, uh, 16 back then. Uh, and, uh, really I, I just got, uh, before I jump into like the long, like that story, just want to say like one of the biggest influences for me to be here right now is, um, and the, the people around me, the people that I had in my life, um, at a young age were mature and older and, and they were already accomplished and doing the right things, uh, things that we don't really, you know, grasp until we're 21 or, or, or later on in life. So, um, Basically, because of that, I started very young. Um, I had two agencies in the beginning. Two of them didn't work out. Uh, this is my third one. And finally, for the past two and a half years, things are, are starting to click. Um, so um, quickly, the, my first agency was primarily just creating posts for, for brands. I was on Fiverr, Upwork, did the whole nine yards uh, and uh, tried to get as many clients, was making posts for them. That uh, I realized really quickly it wasn't very scalable in terms of, you know, it wasn't generating clients much of an ROI. So yeah. I was like, okay, uh, I think I need to pull the plug on this and move on to something else in marketing. Uh, I explored a little bit into advertising and then I bumped right into COVID and things kind of like fell apart right there too. So I was like, okay, uh, this is kind of tough right now too. Uh, so I, I took a step back and then, you know, in, 2019 uh, mid 2019 that's when i restructured everything and you know began this new agency where i started to work with you know info product businesses and and kind of just went from there mm, that's awesome that's awesome where did the idea come from to work with info product businesses um so when i um pulled the plug on my second agency i, I took some time to to readjust um i was too much of an attack mode, you can say, right? Mm -hmm. I was young, I was hungry. I was trying to sign clients. I was trying to close deals, trying to make money. Um, I realized I, I had to rewire my mindset and rewire my, well, restructure my foundations um, before I take any step forward, whatever industry it might be in. Luckily for me, um, I had a good network of people. Um, so I was connected with people really well. And um, I met this guy um, who's a great friend of mine now too. And uh, we've been working together since uh, he had uh, an info product, um, a course that he was selling for $2,500. He's doing pretty well for himself, uh, but he wanted to scale. So, you know, I just shoot, I just shot my shot and I was like, Hey, um, this is my experience. And I haven't had much experience and, and success with that. Um, but, you know, I sold myself to him and I told him, you know, if I don't bring you results in the next three months, you know, I, I'm totally down to like work for free and I don't want any money up front. I just want to get paid on results. I was just looking to get experience under my belt. Right. Yeah. That's that's one thing I realized uh, really quickly is if you go in the mindset of signing a client, especially if you're signing, like starting out and you're trying to close a deal, it's most likely you know not going to happen, especially if you don't have any results or credibility. Right. And yep. it's good to do it right so uh, something that goes into creating you know an, an agency is having an irresistible offer just like any business so yeah. the main part is you know step one is to reduce risk have the other person's guard down and say hey i don't want money i just want to bring you results and if i do bring you results we can work out a compensation plan from there and then you know especially if you have results that's just another thing you can add on to your offer but at the time i didn't right so i just needed to sell myself as a person i got my foot in the door and it was history from there like um i think one of my greatest assets right now is because i have such a powerful network of people and i'm connected with the right individuals 
I don't need to do much of the cold outreach most agencies need to. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So like pretty much the the people you work with and the results you're able to get speak for themselves. Therefore, you know, if you people say if you're good at what you do, yeah. you know, speak for itself and therefore people come. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go on. And so how did you get in contact with him? Like the like the first person you helped out? I just sent now, him a cold DM. Cold I just DM? Sent him, just sent him a cold DM. He's on Instagram. Um, and it was history from there. I mean, it was pretty good. We booked a call right after that. And he liked how everything was. We structured a deal, have, had like privacy agreements and everything in place. So, you know, everything was protected. So um, really from there, just... It, it, like the results started kicking in uh, and, and it's like the results from where, right? So like I've been doing this for the past four years. So in my first two agencies, I had somewhat of an idea of marketing, but before I jumped into reaching out to this client, I was like, I want to be prepared in an angle I want to attack. Right. So, so how do I go about that is I, I restructured my mind into thinking, okay, like w what are the right resources I need to learn from? Right. And mm -hmm. it's not it's not the Ty Lopez courses and, and all those like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with them. They're great courses. But what's the thing that's going to make me like stand out from the crowd? And something I get when I speak to clients is I speak to a lot of agency owners, but you've really like caught my attention with the, the way you lead with this. Right. Because when you really start to understand marketing, marketing is really simple, but it's it's just made complicated in this chaotic world and agency world and and these little tactics, you know, and I, I learned to that, I learned that it's really simple, like marketing is just frameworks. And if you adopt the right frameworks mm -hmm. and the right mindset, things become really easy. And, and a lot of people, like if you, if you, like I've met a lot of agency owners who jump right into sell and close the client without even knowing if the client's product is, is great, for example, right? If yeah. a product isn't great, it's not going to sell itself, right? You can do as many tactics and strategies as you want nothing's going to work so adopting those mindset mindsets and, and frameworks and and learning like the real core stuff um mm -hmm. and then that took like six months before I, I really dove into that so six months of just you know like learning and trying to adopt and trying to try a little stuff here and there and then going into there it was okay like I, I think i got this let me reach out to this guy let me just shoot my shot i think i got this right and then i start working mm -hmm. and luckily for me it's, it's also i think a little bit of luck too Right. Um, so I, I think luck isn't something like people usually criticize luck and say it's like doesn't exist. I think luck exists. It's just when opportunity and, and hard work cross lines with each other. Yeah. That, that That's when that's when like you have to be ready for it. Right. Mm -hmm. If an opportunity presents itself and you're not ready to take action. Right. That's that's kind of your lost cause yeah. right there. Right? Yeah. But opportunities will knock on your door. You just got to be ready to, to jump on him. And luckily for me, I was at the right place and, and sent the right DM to the right person. And. You know, things things started to click from there. But at the same time, you're the one that sent the DM. You're the one that started getting into, you know, marketing when you were 16. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it, it's luck. But at the same time, you created your own luck because yeah. you even though, let's say you started, you had some I'm sure you had some struggles with your earlier businesses because you might not know. At first, everybody starts with zero. Even a pro athlete could be like Mozart. Everybody started like, you know, they didn't know right away right and they just kind of build you, you build your way up and so do you think like kind of working with like the high level clientele also helped you to like elevate just your life in general in terms of like the way you think the way you move a hundred percent a hundred percent i think like yeah again going back to like the way my my i think again one of the most important parts in in your life and business will be the people you surround yourself with like i'm heavily about energy and, and who you surround yourself with and again, like I was around people that were older than me. I was in high school and I, I had, you know, friends that were 23, 24, and, and they were doing pretty well for themselves. So um, the way I met them is, is another long story, but, you know, it's, it's in, it was inside a family business and, and stuff like that. But regardless, you, you somehow stumble upon these people and those being around those people and how they structure themselves as opposed to. You know, I've taken every single like course out there on, on growing an agency and marketing and stuff like that. There's some things that you'll just never learn um, until you get your hands dirty. And having those people in, in my life uh, and, and having those mentors really helped me structure myself differently. Everyone else in the market's place, right? 
So when I started the first two agencies, I was kind of just like doing what everyone else was doing. I saw this one agency owner and I was just like, I think I'm going to copy his idea and, and, and do the same thing. You know, I think it's, yeah. it's working for him. It'll work for me. And, and it's like you don't really understand core principles about, you know, how do you stand out? Um, what are things that you're going to tolerate? What things aren't you going to tolerate? How are you going to be setting expectations with clients? How are you, you know, approaching them in a professional manner? Right. Well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of agency owners out there um, who, you know, quite frankly, like lead with, you know, a very like non-professional approach. Right. Because you know, there's, a, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of way. There's a lot of things and moving pieces that go into an agency from your product, your service, the way you deliver it, the way you communicate. Um, so, so those things really are important. I think, you know, that, that helped me tremendously throughout my journey. Yeah. And then this thing too, you're in the info product business. So you really help pe- a lot of people's lives transform in a way, right? Because when people take a course, you're helping them with a specific problem. Right. Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's really interesting because a lot of people, like I see a lot of agency owners who their, their main focus is, oh, we need to get more sales in. Yes. But at the same time, focus on your client success. Yeah. Like what what does an, uh, a successful client look like for you? And then try to try to reformulate that. And then mm-hmm. you'll have a successful, you'll have a business that works because if your clients are crushing it, you'll be yeah. crushing it. Right. But then yeah. people, I, this is like a pattern I've noticed that people focus too much. It's like, okay, let's get the sales. Let's get the sales. But let's say yeah. you, it goes back to you, what you were saying, do that the right product. Yeah. Right. Is, is Are the right things in place? Do they have frameworks yeah. in place? Right. Yeah. So it, it kind of comes from circle in like many ways, right? So of that's really interesting. And w- were you always like, did you always know you were going to become a business owner? Like, was this something that was very clear early on or how did you come about it? No. So I was, uh, when I was in uh, my freshman year of high school, I was becoming a pharmacist. So that was my goal. I was going to be a pharmacist because my, my parents wanted me to do it. It was a secure job. Um, I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur meant. Um, but again, I, I, I met, you know, a really good friend of mine, um, who really opened my eyes to like, you know, the, there's that, there is a world out there that's beyond uh, just going and, and doing the typical nine to five. And, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Everyone has different interests and, and different lives and uh, perspectives and, and worldviews. So, you know, nothing, nothing against that, but I realized really quickly that, you know, I have more potential and, you know, as especially at the age I was and, and due to the people I'm around, I, I matured very young at a, at a very young age. So um, because of that, it's just like, you know, like, I, I don't think it's worth me. You got to take the leap of faith. So I ended up dropping out um, and, and just pursuing this because at a young at the young age, I was making you know a good sum of money for myself, just making posts for like clients and stuff. So I was just like, hey, like, I think I'm just going to take the leap of faith. And, and I believed in myself from from day one. I knew that if not today, I, if I keep going in this direction, and that's why I never gave up on marketing. There were there was days where I was just like, I don't know if this is for me. Uh, but you know, you just have to keep on believing in yourself, and, and you know, you got to be. It's like you have to have that inner strength and, and confidence to to keep going and and um, you know, waving through and, and weaving through those um, tough times. How did the uh... How'd the family react when you decided to drop out? Was the, was there no issue because you were already making money? But I'm, I'm sure there was a bit of a of tension, you know. Uh, so, yeah, so um, it was unexpected. Um, but um, I'm I come from a you know Pakistani background, so uh, where you know uh, there's like this stigma around that you're either a doctor, engineer, or like something like that. So um, I actually dropped out without telling my parents. So I dropped out first and then I told them uh, because that's how much I believed in myself. Right. And, and I don't recommend this to anyone at all, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, and, and if I could go back, I would change a few things, but obviously you learn from them. And I, I believe that everything happens for a reason too. So um, I ended up telling them um, that I dropped out and, you know, I'm not going to go back. Uh, and it was a shock to them. It was. It took them a, a bit of time to like understand, even though I was I was making like, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month. Like it wasn't anything crazy at the time. Um, and my second agency did a little bit better. But even that, it was just like my dad, he's a he's a blue collar worker, has a construction company, came to America like 
40 years ago and, and mm-hmm. has been doing construction since then. And he, he, he does quite well for himself. But uh, aside from that, you know, it was still hard for him. He's an entrepreneur himself. So yeah. I think one of the good things for me was that he understood where I was coming from. But because I was so young, it was just like, I don't know if, you know, this kid is thinking with the right mind. He's only 16 and, or, or 17. Um, so I think solely over time, then I think it's just about communication, like, you know, with your parents and especially like people that are close to you, um, they, they understood it. And, and, you know, fortunately for now, things are going super well. So they, they, they knew that it was the right decision. So, you know, can't complain. Damn. Wow, it's yeah. really interesting. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned the last four years of, you know, running businesses and learning more about marketing? What are some of the biggest lessons, you know, even through, you know, even the biggest wins, biggest failures, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned so far? Sure. Sure. So I'll I'll give, I'll give you examples from my agencies too, to to give you a much more like in-depth understanding of like the mistakes I made um, and, you know, things I wish I could have gotten or went back and, and done differently. So, um, the first thing, so for example, in my second agency, um, it was a lead, edit, lead, uh, lead gen agency. Uh, I was working with, you know, across different niches, like solar companies and, and whatnot. Um, one thing I messed up when, and this was, uh, really the, one of the, I think the things that could have changed everything was I outsourced my services to someone else. Right. So all I was focused on was making money and closing deals. Right. So I was, I was just a forefront, you know, I'd get in contact with these solar companies and I'd just be like, Hey, we're just lead at a lead, uh, uh, gen agency. And, um, you know, we run Facebook ads and all that good stuff and we'll help you generate leads for your business and set you appointments. And, you know, it worked well for some time. Like I made, you know, I closed some deals, but quickly, you know, things started to turn bad when the agency I outsourced it to wasn't doing a good job anymore. Right. So that's when clients started coming back at you. So one thing I learned really quickly was before outsourcing or building a team or hiring someone to do the work for you, um, learn the let, like skill yourself. Like you have to like know everything inside that that runs inside your agency and again like my mindset was solely to scale very quickly you know Mm -hmm. i wanted to make you know 100k a month or whatever the fucking crazy goal was uh but uh it's it's like i i thought you know what's the quickest way i can scale let me just outsource the work and let me just close deals on the front end and and the circle is going to be amazing right and it worked well for like a short period of time but then the wheels uh, really came off the car really quickly um and then that's when I, i learned that you know like you can't scale this like it, it's there's no way if, if you don't know your own craft or your own skill um you know you're not going to make this last really, really long so it, it went on for a few more months and that's when i decided to pull the plug on that um so that that that's one a main main lesson i've learned don't skip steps that's that's a big one yeah. um do you think a lot of the like because you've accumulated a lot of skills over time do you think all like when you started your info product business you noticed like oh like, this is what I was working so hard for. In a way, like, do, did you feel like all the pieces of the puzzles kind of got together? Or did you have to, like, re- relearn a lot of things or both? Like, how did, like, because you, you you learned a lot last four years. And yeah. you've been in your info product business for the last two two years, right? Two and a half? Yeah, in that niche, yeah. And do you, what are some of the biggest skills that you've taken with you that you've had to learn to run your business? Yeah, So so I think... One thing a lot of people dismiss is that if you're in marketing or if you're in any service business or an agency, there's a lot more than just understanding marketing, right? Mm. Because you, you, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're doing the, the networking, right? So I like, for, for example, me right now, I have my personal brand, right? So that's what attracts people, right? So that's like, you, you have to document your journey, showcase results. How are you doing that, right? So that's the skill. Second skill is how good are you at communication, right? So how, because you have to close a deal, right? If you can't sell yourself, especially in, in this like really, you know, toxic and, and saturated market um, and really any market, like how are you, how are you selling yourself? How are you communicating? Right. And then when, when I started, 
like I, I was shaking on the phone. Like I like that. That was how that's how I was. Right. I was talking to like these business owners who are probably doing like $10 million in sales uh, like a year. Right. They're solar companies. They're, they're huge. Um, and they're doing multiple million dollars a year. And I'm talking to them. And I have no idea what I'm saying to them. So it was a lot of reiterating. Right. So I got better at that just by doing. And I think that's something a lot of people try to skip is that they just try to rush the process. And I, I tell people the quicker you're going to fail, the quicker you're going to learn. Right. There's no like way to avoid this at all. If you're if you want to take this seriously and you want to build an agency or, or, or start out in any service space, you're going to have to do the, the, the dirty work. Right? You're going to ha have to ha jump on calls. You're going to have to get rejected. And, and that's a skill that you learn over time. Right. And in school, I was the type of kid that I wouldn't raise my hand in class. Right. Like I was a shy kid. I was really nervous. And then over time, like I, I built that confidence through just rejection. Right. So that's another thing. Uh, and then it's also um, the main thing is, is your service and your offer. Like how good are, are you at your, at your skill? And the thing, like I, I, I know this from experience is if you're going to start out in any service, your service is going to suck, right? The, mm -hmm. the, like there's, a, there's a saying that, you know, you're going to have to create a, a product that sucks. And then from there, you're just going to have to, you don't, you're not, well, you're not leading to intending to create a product that sucks, but most likely if you're doing it for the first time, it will suck, right? It's not going to be perfect. You're going to have mistakes. There are going to be holes. So don't take that for granted. I think something a lot of people, you know, walk into is they think that they know everything and they expect everything to go perfectly, but that's never going to happen in, in this. So being able to, you know, just go out there and be able to just ask someone to work for them to gain that experience is going to be your biggest asset. Right. And if you do those things alone, I think you'll be, you know, further than the 90% of people that are trying to do this because everyone that I've talked to or, or seen the space is just trying to make quick money. Right. So when, like when I switched over and I, I reached out to this person, I didn't care about making money. I didn't, I didn't care about anything besides just, okay, whatever I learned for the past six months, can I apply it for this person so he can generate results? Like, can I just do that alone? Like one thing, right? I already sold myself. I got my foot in the door. I don't want to lose this opportunity. How can I take what I've learned in the past six months, which is completely unorganized. It's all over the place. I have notes. I have diagrams and all this stuff, but how can I apply it? Right. And again, luckily that's where that luck kicks in. And, and I was working with the right person who gave me, you know, that margin of error to fail. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to meet clients who are going to give you second chances and some clients are going to be a bit more strict right um obviously if, if someone has a bigger organization and they're not that far they're not going to be willing to give that that risk to you and, and let you try again because they're now it's affecting their business right but if you sell yourself really well and you lead with the right principles and the right intentions it's really hard for you to fail right so so doing that and then now like that one person is telling the whole world and shouting from the rooftop that, yo, this guy has done this for me, right? So like, it, it's been just a circle of that. I haven't you know, like needed to do any sort of outreach. My results spoke from, for themselves. My, my client, really good friend of mine too now, literally speaks to individuals and he's just like, hey, like people ask him like, hey, I have an info product business too. Like, how do I like scale it this far? Like, he's like, hey, I worked with this, this guy. He does everything for me. Like I can put you in touch with them, right? And then it's like, I get them results and then now they're opening doors for me. So it's like, again, I think your network is going to be your most powerful asset here. And I think that's something a lot of agency owners dismiss. It's like they go the route of, and I took this route too. And that's why I'm saying this. It's like, you know, you, you say, you know, there's, they do numbers and metrics of, okay, you need to send 10,000 emails. And out of 10,000 emails, 2000 are going to respond. And out of 2000 email 2000 that respond, you're probably going to get like 500 to jump on a call with you. Okay. Now those 500, if you have a 30% closing rate, you're going to close X amount of people. Like they try to like, put, and it's just like, that never works. Like I get it from a scaling perspective and doing the numbers and, and you're going to have to do the cold outreach, but yeah. you're, you're better off just reaching out with the right intentions to just five people and just talk to them like a human being and get their attention because obviously they're bu busy, busy, like, they're business owners and they got a lot of stuff on their plate. The last thing they need is another marketer shouting at them. So why don't you just take a different approach and why don't you reach out to them in a way that's completely different that, Hey, I don't want any money up front, which 90% of business owners, uh, agency owners don't do. Right. If you look at their cold outreach messages, it's like, 
hey, like, you know, like we work together. And, and the main thing a lot of business owners think is how much is this guy going to charge me? So just get that out the way. Take the risk out. I'm not going to take any money from you up front. I'll work for you. Right. And yeah. that's going to accelerate you from compared to anything else. Big time. So, Big time. Yeah. And, and some people, they like they're, they're scared of starting for free. But at the same time, it's better for you to start like that. Build experience. Yeah. Get kind of get thing, get your foot in the door, like you were saying. Yeah. And if you get them results, boom, like there's a high chance they're going to speak to other people or yeah. that they're going to pay you for like the next month or next three months or whatever. Yeah. And then you start building kind of like that snowball effect to the point yeah. where like now I'm sure you have like kind of like a wait list. You can't yeah. take too many people, right? Yeah. yeah, I have people reaching out to me. Like obviously Twitter is amazing. I love the platform. It helps a lot. And I, I really like tweeting um, about like my journey and everything too. So it's like people reach out to me all the time. Like, hey, I want to work with you. And, and it's like, I just can't. Like that's how like like stack like schedule is. And it's like, again, I'm, I'm really fortunate and, and grateful that and and really blessed to be in this position but it's just like a lot of people like that that ask me like how can i scale my agency i'm just starting out so i'm just like you know it's, it's, it took a lot of like years of failing and and you know like readjusting and reiterating not giving up um yeah. and, you know and, and I, i had those moments and i had those months where i was just like you know like i think i'm just gonna call it quits like i don't think this is gonna work out like you know i think it's just a facade i don't think this is like true like and you know like everyone goes through that so being able to push through that that's gonna be huge you know Yeah, and then some people will be like, "Oh, he's only 20," but they don't understand that you started earlier as well. Yeah, because people might think you're just like an overnight success, but it's almost never the case. I've talked to a lot of people, and it's never the case. It's always yeah. people have been putting in work for years. Like, yeah, they don't see what happens behind the scenes. Like, yeah. late nights, early morning times where you like high amount of self doubt. They don't see that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I, I speak to like, like I like recently I spoke to like a best-selling author, um, and and I, I was we were like basically like on a call like trying to work things out and work out a deal. But um, like at the end of the call, I remember he told me this and and really like went a long way with me. He's just like, hey, I speak to a lot of like business owners. Like he's like, I'm I'm like in my 40s and and I speak to like business owners my age and stuff, and they don't present themselves the way you do and approach yourself the way you do, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's there's a lot of things and and you know like people like especially nowadays like they judge you for instantly like as humans we, we start judging the instant we click on someone's twitter page right like that's just how our mind are, are, is, is wired so if we see someone with 100,000 followers oh i need to follow this guy this guy knows some stuff you know it's like you're not even going to question who this guy is you're just going to follow him so it's mm -hmm. like clients do their research like they're not stupid people either like a lot of like agency owners like walk in thinking that it's going to be like you know, a one, two thing where they're just going to get on a call with someone, then someone's just going to magically close. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot more things that like beneath the surface, like six layers under you have to like master. And those are things that you're not going to be able to master from books. Like I wasn't able to like learn any of the stuff, the real stuff that really moved the needle for me. I didn't learn from books. Like, yeah, you'll learn the marketing stuff. And, and some of like, especially in, if you write, like you need to learn from the right people, but like those, the, there's just like the main things that are going to really like, help you grow are the lessons that you know only you see by by doing the work no one's going to be able to do yeah can't fake experience no way right because yeah. it's just you you learn things that like you were saying that you don't learn in books a lot of the times and talking about when you talk to people who are also like operating on another level and they talk to a lot of business owners they'll yeah. be able to read you within the first five seconds yeah. like even let's say body language how you talk mm -hmm. right Like, like little things that you might not notice. And so even other people who are like, let's say freelancers or other business owners that I've, you know, I've talked to yeah. who are our age, a lot of the time there could be like a lack of confidence or like, you know, like don't, they don't trust themselves as much or, or just they, they don't care too much about how they present themselves. And yeah. I right away, it's going to be a red flag. And before you even talk about what you offer, they yeah. already, they already know they're not going to work with you. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and one, one thing like for like, if you're on like since we're on that topic like i noticed this when when i was like doing the facebook ads agency and trying to scale that and i'd speak to like uh people like i'd i'd be nervous like i can hear myself be nervous on like mm. like and the thing is like desperation can be sensed from a mile away especially from someone that's been doing it for a while so like that comes back to intentions if you're coming into this like world and like this space and you want to like try to make quick money just understand that the person you're speaking to like he's gonna see that desperation in your voice right and it's, it's just like it's like a double-edged sword because like 
I know there's a lot of people like, you know, like struggling and, and they want to like have that big break and, and they want to just have some sort of like big client so they can support themselves, which I totally understand. I've been there. But at the same time, it's it's if you're nervous as a business owner, it's going to be hard for me to trust you. Right. Fair. Why would I want to like put my trust into you? So it's like those things you're not going to be able to master until like you actually do the work. Right. And you actually go through that experience. And I had to like instill that confidence in me. Like once I started to get like that client results, I was like, okay, like things are working. Like I I'm, like now my like I know I'm good at like this thing like that, that I'm working towards. So like then one thing leads to another. You're communicating with a lot more people. And then it's just like these little steps you take every single day that are going to like boost your confidence. But in the long term, like that's the confidence that you're going to be presenting yourself with. That's the confidence you take out on Twitter. That's the confidence you take out on podcasts. Like it's the same thing that you do over and over again, but it's like, you have to do it on a daily basis. Mm, no, hundred percent agree. And I think it comes back like this one thing I noticed, even since we started talking, you're like very authentic, like you're yourself. You're not going to fake nothing. Like wherever yeah. you are, you'll, you'll be, you're like quite grounded for your age. You know what I mean? And so I think it comes back to like, I don't know you said you had to grow up pretty quickly as well mm -hmm. early on. And yeah. it shows. And I think yeah. other people, that as well right away yeah like i don't like i don't like i I'd, like I, last thing i do is try to toot my own horn but it's like i like it's it's kind of like i tell people like it's like because of like the stuff i did in the past couple of years and who i'm around it's like if you're around like older people than you like immediately your mindset's going to change right like i was in high school and, and people were talking about pokemon or something and I'm, I'm trying to sit and think about like how am i going to like make this post for a client i'm in class and i was literally in my class like making posts for clients and stuff and on my phone and it's just like there's just different like worldviews and different people out there but it's just like you surround yourself with the right people like i think if anyone's starting out in this industry in this space like if there's one thing i recommend anyone to do is is look at who's in your circle and if you don't have anyone in your circle that's totally fine too like start networking with people on twitter or instagram i think instagram's a bit more like a <laughs> really toxic fake place i try to stay away from there um as much but twitter it's it's amazing platform like me and you connected through twitter and i've yeah. met so many amazing friends on, on twitter it, it's just mind-blowing so the people are out there like i think you just have to do that initial groundwork and really just get your first break by like creating that luck for yourself and do the do the, do the outreach like those are things that are going to move the needle for you create content like if you if you don't have any experience like everyone starts with no experience pretty sure the founder of like like Shopify or like Dropbox or whatever like any company out there like they started with no experience how did they get to that point like you have to like just do that initial like dirty work and, and just like outreach create content on Twitter get eyeballs on you get people to hear you and and another thing like and this is like it's 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 unfortunate but it's how the world works is like no one's going to really listen to you if you don't have any experience or results right yep. if, if if I'm not credible enough like no one's going to want to hear from me. Like the only people that people want to hear from are like that have accomplished something, have a huge following or something like that. But how do you mm -hmm. get there? Like you're going to have to get like, you can't just go from, from zero and skip everything and go to like a hundred right, right away. Right. So it's just like, I think a lot of people miss that, you know, core thing in their mind and in, in their, in their like plan and just jump, jump for the grand vision where it's mm -hmm. not going to have that delay. Like just know that for the next six to 12 months, that the results aren't going to kick in. Like you just have to accept that. You're just going to have to do the work. I think one of the biggest enemies of our generation is, is short-term gratification. Like, there's no patience. So, but it makes sense too. Because when you're young, you, like, from a lot of people around, like, 18, 21, or even 16, 21, you want things like this because your, your awareness of time is a lot different than mm -hmm. if you would, let's say, 30. And so you think you want to go, you want to go quicker. And yeah. that's going to make things move quicker. Mm -hmm. But the truth is you're going to want to skip steps and it's going to make you go back and restart over and over and over again. And yeah. what do you, why do you think that's the case? What would you give, what advice would you give people who keep making the same mistake, keep trying to rush? I think that comes back to right. And intentions and, and why you're doing this. Right. Like I, I like one thing I also tell people and it's like, there's a lot of like saying like, do what you're passionate about, mm -hmm. right? Like passion doesn't kick in until you actually start trying something. Right? Okay. And, and a lot of people, they don't have a passion for work. They have a passion for the end results, right? 
So mm-hmm. I, like thing I, I tell people is if, if you're chasing the end goal and you're trying to just, you know, make the, the and, and be a six figure agency or, or whatever your goal is and, and try to embody someone else like that, you're, that you're like seeing, just take a step away right now. Right. Like there's no point of you, like even starting, like until you have your mindset fixed and, and you rewire yourself to like, think with the right intentions and why you're doing this. Right. If it's just solely money, I'd recommend stay away because then things just are going to not like work out for you. Again, the desperation is going to be on the calls with, with clients. Like it's just one thing after the other. Right. So you got to fix that part, which is yourself. And I think a lot of people don't understand this too, is, is like the level that brought you to, to where you are right now is because of your past X amount of years that you've been on this planet, right? And if you want to accomplish this new level, you need to recraft yourself. But that same person, right? That same Ahmed is not going to be able to accomplish what I've accomplished previously, right? Like what I've done to got to this point, even for myself, is not going to get me to the next level. Like I'm like trying to like grow and evolve every day. And I think everyone should, but I think a lot of people like they just, you know, just like, minimize that and think that it's not much of a big deal and they, they can just start making money quickly and i don't blame them because especially if someone's like new to this space they're going to see a lot of people saying that hey i made 100k in, in over 12 months and, and this is how i did it right and i understand like they're trying to get attention and, and grow and, and that's fine too but don't get falsely like directed because of that and that and that comes into like who should i follow right like the people that you follow on twitter the people that you learn from, the people in your circle, like even if you don't have anyone in your life, the people that you follow and you, the people you admire are eventually like the people that like you're going to adopt, like they're going to rub off on you, right? Yeah, so absolutely. who are you? And, and I learned from the wrong people in the beginning, right? Where I was learning from these gurus and, and stuff like that on how to scale your agency and I adopted their principles and where did it get me? Nowhere, right? Like I ended up in the same position. I wasted a ton of money you know, like, and it's, again, it's, it's fine. Like, I, I don't care about investing in yourself, but make sure you're investing in the right places too, right? Like, in, I think investing in yourself is the best thing you could do, especially if you're starting out. So I don't, I don't anyone that has a course and, and anything, I applaud them. Great. But not every course is great, frankly. So you have to make sure you learn from the right people. And, and I think one of the things that helped me a lot too is being able to just speak to people that have already done it. Right. So like people listening to this podcast, maybe it'll help someone, right? Because they're they're hearing from me. Or maybe you can reach out to someone and compensate them. Like, hey, like also like I think a lot of people just think like everyone's free. Right. So like mm-hmm. a lot of people like reach out to them and respect their time and say, Hey, like, can I get 30 minutes of your time? Like, I know that you're this agency owner, or I know that you're in the SaaS business, or I know you're a startup founder and you've done and accomplished X, Y, and Z. I admire you a lot. Can I get 30 minutes of your time and speak with you and I'll compensate you for the hour? Like that's more appreciative from a lot of businesses and a lot of people because now like you're being more professional. That's where professionalism picks in too, right? So mm. I think doing a lot of those and, and it's like, again, like I'm very careful about what I put inside my mind, right? Because like, I don't want no sort of like principles. Like I, and the one thing I, I don't even do is like, I don't even see what other agency owners are doing, right? Because I'm a firm believer that if you try to like, okay, let me see what my competitors are doing. Like, I don't think there, there's definitely people in the same space as me, but because I'm not even trying to like see what they're doing, I'm adopting ideas from different industries and trying to make myself unique. Like that's what's been, been able to like make me stand out, right? So like, just like even that alone, like if you're in the agency space, like, or any space at all, like don't try to follow every single person that's like, like successful, quote unquote, right? Or that has accomplished it because maybe what worked for them is not going to work for you. Like you have to be unique in this. You have to use your own brain and you kind of have to like, be like, okay, like how can I stand out? How can I be unique? How can I make myself look different in the space? Like I have no experience. Like those are questions you need to ask yourself if you really need to progress. And a lot of people, again, they skip that. So I think really, I think I went on a rant there, but uh, really simply, I think if anyone's trying to start and they're in that mindset, figure out to rewire yourself to lead with the right intentions. And I think if, if you, if you're serious about this, have another source of income, work a part-time job, part-time job to solve that money problem. Right. And for the next six to 12 months, just work hard on, on learning from the right people, reach out, make connections, post content on Twitter, get that ball rolling because in the, in in the initial phase, it's going to be tough. It's going to take time. But maybe that one thing you do goes viral and that's going to be the next break for you. 
Or maybe that one cold email you send is going to be the life-changing thing. Or maybe in my case, that one DM you sent is going to be like change the thing like for you. But you're gonna you're gonna have to do that. So I, I think that be my advice. I'm a, I'm a, that was that was so spot on. That was a, that was a good rant. Um, I'd say I'm a firm believer as well in you're always one DM, one piece of content away from changing your life. And yeah. people are like, oh yeah, no, that's BS. No, it's not. Like. Yeah. It could come like, you know, you, if you didn't DM, you know, the, the, the first client who's also a friend now, if you didn't DM him, maybe yeah. your life would have been taken a, a, a whole entire different trajectory. I'm sure you'd be still building businesses, but it could have yeah. been totally different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't DM you a few days ago, we wouldn't yeah. be talking right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you gotta, you gotta go for it. I think, uh, sorry, you're going to say something. Mm. Yeah, I was just saying, like, even like even when it comes to that, like, I think a lot of people think that it's just like a lotto, like where it's just like you're going to reach out to one person and they're going to reply. Like, no, you're going to have to like reach out to a lot of people. Like that wasn't the one person that sent the DM to I sent the DM to a lot of people, but a lot of people didn't see that DM. Right. This person did. And the reason why I think this person did it was because I wasn't spamming them with the same like bullshit stuff everyone else is. Right. Like, I'm not saying like, hey, I'm going to guarantee you X amount of results or like the same scripted messages that you can just sense. Like int our intuition is our biggest like thing. Like that's our like and our intuition is our muscle. And if you're reading, reaching out to someone that's successful, trust me, their intuition is great. Right. So they can just smell the 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 spam and they can spell, smell the, the, the desperation through your message. Like that's how deep intuition is. And people don't understand like outreach is a really important skill that you're only going to get better at as you do it. And that's how I got better at it. Like I've done it countless, countless of times. I sent a ton of cold emails. Like I've done the full nine yards. So when I reached out to him, it was the way I, I reached out to him and I reached out in a non pushy, non, you know, like salesy like way. It was more so like a friend to friend conversation. Like, Hey, I think you're killing it. This is my story. And it, I think it was a transparency of me telling him that I've been doing this. Things have not been working out. I failed but I'm, I'm picking back up and I'm doing this stuff. And I think that you can, you know, this can benefit you, uh, benefit you and your business. And I provided value for free upfront without even asking anything in return. All right. I did my due diligence. I, I reached out and I, I gave him some pointers and, and I gave him like, I think I made it like a, a strategy on, on like a diagram or something like that. And I, and I just sent it to him and he liked it. Right. And that, that was just like, yo, no one reaches out with that approach. So it's like, because of that one thing, he gave me 15 minutes of his time. Just like be unique, you know. Hundred percent. You know, I totally agree with you. Very. Most people are like just putting out templates out there, and it's like, what are you doing? It's like people yeah. are gonna template, right. Like, I, like templates don't work, man. Like we're in right. twenty twenty-two. Like just stop. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I want to talk more about like your business. So, yeah. I'm sure you, to the point you built it now, you have a lot of clients coming in as well, and you had to start building. I don't know if you had teams before, but I'm sure you had to start. You know um building teams how did you how did that go did you start by yourself when you were working with him and then you started expanding kind of give me kind of your journey throughout your info product business from where you started to where you are now and you don't have to go into crazy details either you know feel free to share whatever you want sure awesome yeah definitely um so uh it's crazy because um one thing i i i learned too is it's not like always about the quantity of clients you work with but the quality right mm. Because I'm only working with like a select number of clients, but they make like in, in terms of revenue way more than, you know, agencies that probably have 50 to 100 clients. Yeah. Right. But that's where like positioning and, and crafting an offer and working out a proper deal. And if you are working based on results, like you kind of have the odds in your favor if you can res like deliver the results. Right. Yeah. So um, that's that's one thing. But when I started off, it was just me. Um, I ended up signing a few more clients and it still like it was still me uh, like running everything. So I was making like a good sum of money, but I was like working like a, a horse. Like I was huh. like the way I looked at myself, like I wasn't like much more of an agency. And like like I only like even like my agency right now, like I don't have a logo. I don't have a brand like I don't have a name for it. Like my like I solely run everything through my name, like medsadiq.com. Like my Twitter, like if someone like I tell people this all the time, like the right client is not going to ask you for a website or a logo. They're going to ask you for results. Like what, what have you done? Before? 
right? So like, just don't, and I've, I've done the, the other part where I had the professional website and I had the logo, didn't work mm-hmm. out. So I learned from that. But in terms of like building a team, that was one thing that I knew from like my previous experience and everything that this is a really important part. And obviously I'm on Twitter and I'm, I hear a lot of founders who talk about like building a team and how important it is. Um, so I, I first, the first step I did was I, I went and I got a mentor. Um, I didn't, because I didn't know how to really build a team for myself or I never really done it before. So um, I found a really good mentor and uh, through Twitter actually. Um, and then um, I compensated him for like a few hours of his time and he kind of just directed me in the right path. And I started off with, you know, like because I was burning out and I had so much workload on me that I was doing like little like itty bitty tasks, like setting up Zapier automations or stuff like that, or editing, editing Google sheets and stuff. So the one thing he told me, and this stuck by me is, and it's, I think by far the most important is your first few hires are going to be the most important. Right now, obviously in terms of high, when I say like first few hires, like there's different types, right? Like when you're starting out, maybe you don't need like a chief marketing officer or you don't need like someone that's like insanely like, you know, like crazy like that. Maybe you just need someone to like, and I think the case for most people is they try to like find that person and you know, what they need to do is, you know, and I, I was thinking that too, it's like, you just need to find someone to replace the work that, um, is having the most load on you, right? So what I did is I sat down on a Google doc, like just, and I started just laying out bullet points of like my day-to-day tasks. Like Mm -hmm. what am I doing every single day? And then I ordered, once I made that list, I ordered them in terms of which one is creating the most, like is the most annoying one and the most, and the one that I don't really need to do and it won't affect the client's results, right? And this comes back into like, you have to know what you have to outsource, right? Like, and that's something I learned from my first agency. Like I can't like outsource something if I haven't done it. Do I need to know it at an extreme, extreme level? Maybe not, right? And that's why you're hiring someone is you're gonna hire someone to make your life extremely better. And I think business is literally like, as a founder, you should know how all different sectors of your business, whether it's operations, marketing, or sales or whatever it is, is like, you need to know how that's working. Like that's one of the core things about a founder. But the next step and the next what the thing that's going to like take you further and this is something I'm still getting better at. So I'm like, like, you know, I'm still figuring this out, like how to build a team, how to become a better leader, like, because I'm definitely not there at all. Right. I have a long way to go. So for me, it was um, really OK. So when I made that list, going back to that, um, I saw that, you know, like automations were taking a lot of time, like setting up like these like tools and all those stuff and onboarding clients was taking a lot of time. Like I didn't want to do that, like keeping the, all that IT stuff like in that corner, like creating landing pages, like sure I can do it, but what I want to no. Why? Because like, what's my strength? My strength is like, I'm good at copywriting. I'm good at like the strategy. I'm good at like marketing. That's what I'm good at. That's where I, my focus should be. But now it's coming to a point where like the operations is taking away from my creativity, from my copywriting, from my ability to produce what I'm good at. Right. So now that's a time when you like can physically like feel that being like taken away from like what you're good at. That's when you need to be like, okay, like I need to plug my weakness right now because as a founder, you're going to have weaknesses. You're not going to be good at everything. Right. You're not going to be able to do You should know how everything works, but you're not going to be able to do everything. You're not going to be good at everything either. Focus on your strengths and hire people to supplement your weaknesses. And if you figure that out and you do that the right way, like you're, you'll be you'll be in a good place. But it's very hard to do. And, it, and even with hiring, it's kind of like trial and error. Like you, there's going to be things again, like I can hire as many mentors as I can read as many threads or books on marketing. But I mean, on, on hiring. Sorry. Um, but there's just going to be some things that you're going to have to learn in the process by doing by communicating with that hire. How can you be a better leader? How can you be a better trainer? Uh, and, and, and stuff like that. Like, it's just like, you know, like you're gonna have to, again, there's always gonna be that thing where you're just gonna have to do that initial dirty work and, and that core, like hard um, work, you know? Mm, yeah, 100%. What, what do you see yourself being in, in three years? What's your vision? Doesn't have to be three years, could be five years, could be so, a year. So the thing, so when I, when I, when I started, I used to think five, 10 years out, 
Like yeah. I'm gonna be a billionaire in ten years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, really quickly, I realized like that's kind of unrealistic because you just never know what's gonna change in the next three years. So what I do is I plan for the next twelve months, for the next okay. year. Right. So like January started. I know my plan and goals for this year, and that's my focus. And then how that goes is going to determine the next year and the year after, right? Mm. Because like you're just never going to know. And I think that this comes back into like being aware of the unexpected. Anything can change in your life, right? Yeah. Like I might get an opportunity that changes the whole trajectory of my career. We don't know, right? Whatever it might be, but as long as you're focused on twelve months. And your goals are like really well engineered in terms of like, I need to be I need to be doing this by Q1. I need to be doing X number of outreaches, right? Obviously, your goals are going to change as you grow with like your agency. Like some of my goals are like, okay, like by Q1, I need to make a second hire, for example, right? Like that's one thing, right? For like the sales team, uh, and then one of the other like the, the goals are going to like obviously drastically change. So how do I do that? I need to like start doing interviews in February to make that goal possible by the end of Q1, right? I need to have my pipeline of candidates full. So it's like, if your goals are like too broad, right? I see a lot of people doing this. It's like, I want to make a million dollars this year. Well, how are you going to do that? Right. Yeah. And then they just go blank or like, I want to make a hundred K this year. Okay. Like, great. But like, let's be like, like okay. Like let's re like reverse engineer that. Like, how are we going to do that? Like, are you going to be able to get X number of clients? And it's like, even like in terms of revenue, like I, I told myself, like I have a number in my mind that I'm comfortable. Like if the, I hit this number by the end of the year, I'm comfortable um, in terms of like my growth for the year. Right. If I can achieve like the number greater than that, like the, the ultimate, like unrealistic, I wouldn't say unrealistic goal, but like, there's always a number you can like, if you really push, you can reach for, right. Or a goal that you can reach for. Right. That'd be amazing. But would I kill myself if I don't hit that goal? No, because I'm, I, I did what I, I realistically knew from a scalable point what I could do. Right. And, yeah. th and even that thing changes because like you might get a client that's such a big opportunity that you're going to like, you know, 10x your revenue. Who knows? Like you just never know. Like and that's why it's like there's always going to be that like uncertainty and changes that, that come into play. So. I, I would say you, especially in the early days, and if you're, if you're, be a little bit flexible with yourself. Don't be too harsh on on your goals, and and be like, hey, like I need to hit a thousand, a hundred k by the end of the year, or else I'm not happy. Like, it's fine if you don't hit it, as long like even myself, like I tell, you, if the worst case, I hit my goal, and like I don't go for that extra stretch, right? Like worst case, I can, I'm I'm set better for the next year, right? Mm. Kind of go from there, but yeah, I, I take everything year by year. Um, but I do have like, you know, like the ultimate goals of like what I want to do. Like, I, I definitely want to write a book. I don't know if that's going to be this year or next year. It's just in the back of my mind. Maybe like, you know, even with that, like if I'm going to write the book, like I have to set a deadline, reverse engineer that, start writing now if it's going to actually get done, you know? So it's like, but I, I have like a grand vision. Like I do want to scale this agency. And then obviously like from a like, perspective of business i don't think this is going to be my my final venture right obviously I mean, you're just so I'm, probably you're 20 years old so probably not right? yeah this is this is the main cash cow for me it's working well and and it everything's going in the right place so right now this is solely my focus but i do know the ties are going to change um hopefully for the good <laughs> but uh yeah I, I definitely know this isn't it this is definitely like it's 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 not it's not definitely the, the end like i don't maybe it'll always be there but it won't be my main focus probably in a couple of years right who knows again that can change but you know i just again i like i'm more of like a strict and structured person and and i learned it the hard way too that you need to be that um and that's why i just stick to 12 months yeah that's good because you're able to kind of like plan out more appropriately then if you're doing three years it's harder to control what's going to happen in three years. It's easier to control what you're going to do every day, every week, every month. That's going mm -hmm. to lead to certain results in three months. That's what yep. some people plan the quarters, you know, 12 months. It just, it just makes more sense. So I totally understand that running up the numbers. That's it's important. Something mm -hmm. I used to forget doing. And then once it's like you put your focus on that, it actually enhances it. Therefore things open up. So meaning yeah. let's you'll avoid something, you'll avoid it. But once you put your focus on it, mm -hmm. then then like that little thing that was blocking you yeah 
you overcome it in a way, you know? And another thing is like, it's like a lot of people, when they set goals, they set, set mountains of goals, right? But it's right. like, <laughs> that mountain looks very intimidating. So taking that first step, like, that's why you need to restructure and re like arrange your goals in like days, right? If you, and if you do that, it's kind of like, I know what, I, what steps I need to take like every day. And something I did like this year um, was I, I actually like batched my goals into different categories, right? So I have a goal for health. I have a goal in terms of fi finance, like, and, and how much money I want to make this year. I have a goal for like, um, just, you know, a, a hobby of like something I want to do besides my agency. Like I want to like work on, uh, for me, it's boxing. Like I want to focus more on boxing, right? Like I want to get better at that. I want to gain X amount of pounds by the end of the year. I want to gain X amount of muscle by the end of the year. Like I have goals in different batches and, and that helps because like, you're going to have those days where things get rough. Right. But when you at least see like some of your boats moving, right, it's going to give you that momentum to keep going in that other sector. That's not performing as well. Right. Yeah. So if your health is good and you're in good shape and you're getting the right amount of sleep and you're doing all those things, you know, and maybe like your agency or whatever service or business you're doing, it's probably taking a little bit hit or you're going through a rough time or you're, you're having trouble with a new hire or whatever it might be. It's going to be tough to like pick that up, but, because you have that momentum from those different categories in life, right. You're going to be able to like do that much more easier. And, and that helped a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. If, if you could uh, give some advice to your younger self, what age would it be? And what advice would it, what advice would you give to your younger, to even your younger self, even though you're still young, you know, if you could go back in time, if you could, you don't have to, right. But this is a tough one. I tell myself a lot of things. <laughs> um, I think uh, the biggest thing would be to really focus on like learning skills. Like I think like being able to like forget everything and, and understand that most of like life is just like built on and, and your business is going to be built off skills. So if like I was really nervous in the beginning, maybe if I like, you know, went out on the street and in the car, like went to a coffee shop and I just started a random conversation to boost my confidence, like do that, right? Like step out of my comfort zone more um, and do things that are actually going to push the needle because like these are like the initial things that the sooner you get through this, like it's going to be easier for you, right? So um, identify like, you know, get experience, right? Like, like, how do you like get good at marketing? You're going to need to go do it, right? How do you get good at copywriting? You need to write copy. Like, how do you like, it's like, you just got to go like do that. And I think I didn't do that sooner. Like I was gaining experience in fields just to make money. Like I was creating posts, but it, in reality, like that only made me good in Photoshop, right? How I was in like, I'm still, I think I can do something on Photoshop, but like, it doesn't really benefit me. Right. So like, find yeah. the skills that are like, but if you're going in graphic designing and stuff like that, like maybe that's, that's a really good skill for you. Right. And double down on that. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, that, that, that'd be my main thing, honestly. But at what age do you think you, you tell yourself that stuff? At what advice? age? Yeah. What age would you go back and tell yourself? I, I think what, like when I started, I guess, so like for me, it would be like 16, right. When I started this entrepreneurial journey, because like mm -hmm. you tell this to someone, because if you told the Ahmed that it was in ninth grade and becoming a pharmacist, I'd be like, what dude, like, I don't think I need to learn that. Right. So it's also yeah. like, it comes to like who are who who this matters to because like some people you'll tell this and it's just like it doesn't fit in their worldviews and that's fine um but again i was on that entrepreneurial journey but again my main thing was it was the mindset and it's like your mindset only grows like it's not like like as you grow and as you progress and you actually like take that leap of faith that's when your mindset's going to start to grow like you can like absorb as much information as you can but you just really got to go out and do i think a lot of people and one of the biggest mistakes I also made was like when I was in that six month period after my agency was I took too much of a delay trying to learn so much, right? Like I was trying to take courses on marketing books, trying to learn from the right people, watch the right podcasts, listen to the right people. So it's just like, just like I always in the back of my mind, subconsciously, I'm just not ready. Like that's the true objection, right? Like I'm just waiting to be ready. You're never going to be ready to be. That's the truth, right? You're just never going to be ready. So go out and just do like get, gain experience, do the dirty work, try talk to people, build confidence because communication is one of the biggest things, right? Like if, if, if you're, if you're not good at anything, 
just go to a random Starbucks and just talk to someone, talk to the, the, the barista or, or someone just start up a conversation. Right. And that's going to like help you gain that confidence. It's going to make you a much more outgoing person. Like I used to be a very introverted person, but now I'm slowly like I'm, I became like this, like, you know, outgoing person. And like, I'm on a podcast now. So it's just like, Hey, like, it's like, you know, things, things, things like add up. So it's like doing the small things that actually matter, I think are important. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, uh, I think we've we're at the one hour mark, and I'm sure you're you're someone who's always busy, Ahmed. But yeah. uh, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. I wasn't expecting you to even reply to my DM when I sent that. I was like, okay, we'll see. And uh, now you know we recorded a one hour podcast. And uh, thank you Anytime. so much for coming on. Really, and uh, definitely, like, just because of this podcast, one thing I just want to say is like, you know, like it's just like shows that me, me, and you know, Satyam, like we didn't even know each other before this he just sent me a cold dm and just based on this conversation it's like we know so much about each other so um you know like really looking forward to like you know chatting with you soon and, and connecting with you and, and yeah and definitely keeping in touch but um yeah best of luck to you and and the podcast and and everyone else that's what listening and if, if people want to get in touch with you or want to work with you i mean you've got a lot of clients but if they want to get in touch with you um what's the <laughs> best way to get to contact you pretty much um uh my my twitter my twitter is my best place i spend most of my time on twitter okay. um so just at Ahmed in the show notes you guys just make sure you guys go follow Ahmed, send him a dm and uh yeah oh, tell me you can just follow him and engage with his content so <laughs> all right okay thank you Ahmed, for coming on once again and uh thank you guys for listening